The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of DC's best hospitals that isn't in DC. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital. Here for you. And now, D. Daniels. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. Every single Sunday, we are joined by fantastic guests, hopefully guests that will inspire you, educate you, maybe tell you something you didn't know before listening to the show. This week, I'm very excited to welcome back a uh, doctor, first time doctor on the show, but we are always so excited to have Children's National as a focus and a subject on our Sunday show. We love, love, love talking about our Children's Hospital, Children's National. And I'm very excited to welcome to the show Dr. Jeffrey Peck. Good morning, Dr. Peck. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Dee. It's great to be on with you this morning and to talk to everybody. I'm very excited to uh, get to know you and what you do with Children's National Hospital. You know, we love raising money for our Children's Hospital all year long, and we have such a great relationship. And it's been so nice to see the expansion of Children's National, not only in the uh, D.C. and Northern Virginia area, but also right here in Fredericksburg. So that's been really great. And uh, Dr. Peck, you are a pediatric orthopedic surgeon at Children's. Now, you work in the D.C. area but also in the Fredericksburg area as well, right? Yes, that's true. Uh, I am a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, just uh, came to the D.C. area a little over a year ago. And one of the goals uh, when I came here was that we would be able to expand our presence down into the Fredericksburg area. So we're very excited to be down here. Um, And we are right there on the Mary Washington Hospital campus. Uh, right next to the Regional Cancer, Cancer Center, so very uh, centrally located, um, and we're, we're excited to be able to offer our services uh, in pediatric orthopedics to the Fredericksburg uh, people. Yeah, it's so exciting to see the hospital just expanding to, you know, make their fantastic, world-renowned care available to everyone, as many people as possible, and that's certainly happening in Fredericksburg, and we absolutely love it. Um, Dr. Peck, tell us a little bit about your area of expertise. I, I know that I was reading one of your uh, big areas is in hip conditions, and I think that's very interesting because you don't hear a lot about children dealing with hip conditions. So I'm interested to learn uh, what what it is that you see kind of on a daily basis. Yeah, of course. So I did a couple different fellowships in my training uh, in order to get to where I am. The first one was a pediatric orthopedic uh, fellowship in Texas Scottish Ray Hospital in Dallas, Texas. And then I went on to a second fellowship in what's called hip preservation. Uh, I did that up in New York City at the Hospital for Special Surgery to focus on uh, types of hip conditions that you see in the uh, older children, young adult population. Uh, and that's uh, what I am hoping to be able to provide uh, when I come down uh, to Fredericksburg and just generally in the D.C. area. Um, the types of things that you would see around uh, hip uh, conditions and hip injuries are oftentimes um, things that are, when you hurt your hip, they're minor aches and pains uh, that are not uncommon in sports. Uh, as you play hard, it's possible uh, and not uncommon to have contusion, strains, soreness afterwards. Typically, uh, I short-term over-the-counter ibuprofen or acetaminophen and rest in time heals these minor hip aches. Uh, however, if the hip is not feeling better after a couple months, uh, uh, further workup with your primary care physician is your typical and appropriate next step. And then if they feel like uh, you need to see an orthopedic surgeon, that's where I come in. 
uh, they will set you up or recommend that you see me. Uh, and when you see me we'll, or one of my partners, we'll start by asking several questions like, when the pain began, if it's changing or getting better, where the pain is, and what's causing uh, it to be aggravated. Uh, we'll also typically at that point get some imaging, usually x-rays to start with, and then we'll proceed with treatment based upon what we find both in, in, in the exam and history as well as that imaging. There are several different potential hip conditions that can be the genesis of pain. Uh, like I said, most often they're strains and sprains. However, there are some things such as hip dysplasia or hip impingement, which can be the result of non-resolving hip pain. Um, if these things uh, are found, they, they can eventually lead to things like labral tears or joint injuries. Within the field of hip preservation, we try to focus on resolving hip pain through both non-operative as well as operative approaches. We always start with what's called non-operative treatment. So we try to avoid doing anything invasive. However, when that's not successful, then we do discuss the possibility of surgery based upon the hip condition that we find. I'm sure that a lot of parents, when you are, you know, talking to, to families about, okay, you know, we've, we've got to address this in, you know, more serious way than, let's say, over-the-counter medication because it's not, you know, it's not, uh, you know, healing. I'm sure a lot of parents are very interested in the non-operative, uh, you know, situation to say, okay, what can we do first? What are some of those things that you try to do first before surgery? Absolutely. So we always try to avoid the operating room because that's obviously something that's a big deal. Uh, once you go to the operating room, you can't ungo to the operating room, right. as it were. Um, so we, we try to do things like physical therapy. Um, oftentimes, just uh, some advice in the office on how to do exercises and stretching can resolve things. But then uh, also we do formally re- recommend you see a physical therapist fairly frequently so that you can get some in-person guidance and uh, somebody to work with you on other modalities. Uh, that can help resolve your hip pain um, on an ongoing or on an ongoing basis. Uh, one thing that I always tell patients is that uh, when you're working with a physical therapist, you want to set them up for success. So don't just work with them that one day a week or two days a week that you see them. Make sure you follow their instructions and do those exercises they give you every day, so that you can give yourself the best chance of not needing anything more after uh, you work with a therapist. Dr. Jeffrey Peck, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon at Children's National Hospital, is my guest this week on the Sunday show and we're going to be talking more with him in just a moment. I do want to mention that at any point that you feel like, hey, this this really means something that we have this wonderful care in our backyard uh, and you want to help support that, you can do that on our website at B1015.com. If you just type in the keyword donate, that'll take you right to that page where you can donate to our children's hospital right there. It is really a wonderful thing. It feels so good to be a part of raising money for the Children's Hospital every single year. And there's a very quick donation link right there. And then you'll see all of the wonderful partners that we have all year long that are area businesses, regional businesses, helping raise money for the Children's Hospital too. So it really is a great page to check out, b1015.com. Type in the keyword donate, and that'll take you right to that page where you can do that. So uh, Dr. Peck, you were talking, of course, about uh, hip injuries and hip conditions and, and things that you see on a pretty regular basis in the uh, D.C., Northern Virginia, and also Fredericksburg area at the Children's National Clinic there. And I'm curious, uh, you know, I feel like this time of year, uh, you know, kids are...
are definitely coming off the school year, but it's been weird because some of it was hybrid and we're going into a new school year soon, sooner than you probably want to. Uh, but but you're going to be, you know, maybe getting into more sports and maybe a lot of kids that are going to be getting into sports that have sort of been, uh, you know, uh, not as involved in activity, physical activity for a while because of COVID and things like that. I'm guessing, you know, you're probably going to be seeing a little more of that um, this year just because the kids weren't as active, maybe. Absolutely. So as you were saying, kids haven't been as active uh, as they have uh, on a usual basis because of the pandemic and trying to stay home and stay safe. Um, So as they're getting back to activity, you do tend to see some overuse type injuries, um, particularly because kids are still growing. So uh, when you think about an adolescent who's growing rapidly, uh, their body's different than it was a year ago when the pandemic started. So they're trying to figure out how to make sure that they, they understand the capabilities of their growth body as well as trying to get back into sports. So that kind of tees them up for potential injury. Um, we, what we recommend is when kids are getting back into sport that they try to ease into it. Um, so the National Strength and Conditioning uh, Association came out with these rules called the 50-30-20-10 rule. And basically what that means is that as you're easing back into the sports, we recommend that you do that uh, over a period of four weeks. So at first, you do 50% less than what your maximum level is, your normal level. Uh, then that's the first week. The second week, you do 30% less. Uh, the third week, you do 20% less. And the fourth week, you do 10% less. And on that fifth week, you're back to 100%. And by easing into these conditions, uh, back into full sports, you should hopefully decrease the uh, the chance that you're going to suffer uh, an injury or a strain or a sprain that will set you back even further. I really like that. I wrote that down uh, so I could sort of see that while you were mentioning that the fifty thirty twenty ten rule. Uh, if you're a parent uh, with a, with a child who's you know getting back into sports, what a what a fantastic thing um, to really sort of give them uh, you know so that. That's four weeks of doing that, and then by the fifth week, you're you're sort of back to what you would have been doing, you know, as in, as in full on sports. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that is that's the idea is that we can ease into it and not suffer any setbacks uh, through injuries. Uh, through these kind of rapid return to full uh, sport type of things, these overuse, uh, short-term overuse type of things. Really interesting. I I really like the way you laid that out. Dr. Jeffrey Peck is my guest on the Sunday show this week from Children's National Hospital. And I want to talk a little bit, I mean, I know uh, that that we were just mentioning, you know, kids getting back to it. I want to talk a little bit about COVID. I'm just curious, um, in in the height of dealing with COVID, and, you know, we know that that kids dealt with it as well, um, and, you know, we were hoping that was something kids wouldn't be dealing with, but we know that it did happen uh, and kids were treated for COVID related symptoms. Did you see any sort of um, did you see any any relationship at all with uh, in the orthopedic department with kids and COVID? How did that translate at all? Did you see kids dealing with anything like that that may have been dealing with COVID? Um, so obviously, 
we would continue to treat patients who broke bones, suffered musculoskeletal injuries, uh, and then we would always consult our excellent medical colleagues uh, who handle uh, COVID infections whenever our patients would also have uh, an infection uh, with COVID at the same time. Um, So we would always get involved the infectious disease teams or the pulmonary teams, obviously, because uh, coronavirus is a a lung infection uh, when when those things happen. So they provided excellent care for our patients, and we continued to be able to treat patients who had these injuries um, through through the pandemic. And what an interesting time, um, you know, especially with a lot of parents and kids having to do so much uh, of their care virtually. I'm sure you were, you were doing a lot of that, too. Yeah, absolutely. We had to kind of think on the fly, as it were, and uh, do a lot more through the Internet, uh, through the virtual uh, meetups with patients. And I think that's something that will be a nice tool going forward now that we've developed that capability. Uh, it's, there's still no substitute for an in-person talk, an exam where we can move the hips uh, uh, in uh, on the exam table and really try to elicit what's going on. But uh, in a pinch uh, or for follow-up where we've already seen each other uh, and we kind of know exactly exactly what's going on. That's definitely a tool that will be great uh, going forward. You can, of course, uh, donate anytime we're talking with Dr. Peck. You can do that right on our website at B1015.com, keyword donate for the Children's Hospital. And it is such a wonderful thing to know that we have this kind of care right here in our neighborhood, not only in the D.C. location, but in Northern Virginia and also in Fredericksburg now. So many wonderful, wonderful services available. B1015.com, keyword donate if you want to get to that page. We're going to talk more with Dr. Peck, pediatric orthopedic surgeon at Children's National hospital after this quick break the journey to pregnancy is different for everyone whether your journey to motherhood is a breeze or requires advanced treatment options mary washington Healthcare delivers personalized care for you and your baby with our obstetrics and gynecologic and maternal fetal medicine practices Our partnership with Children's National Hospital and specialty certified staff in the region's only Level 3 NICU means we are equipped to care for even the smallest miracle. Learn more at mybaby.mwhc.com. Stafford Hospital is committed to providing the best cardiac care and life-saving procedures for you. Performed by talented, highly trained cardiologists. We've expanded our cardiac services with a new $2.5 million state-of-the-art cardiac catheterization lab. This investment is enhanced by the newly formed Mary Washington Cardiology Practice in affiliation with Oracle Heart and Vascular. Convenient, expert heart care right here in the heart of Stafford. Click the banner to learn more. Now back to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the show. Dr. Jeffrey Peck, pediatric orthopedic surgeon at Children's National Hospital, is my guest this week on the Sunday show. And we're talking about all kinds of wonderful things uh, going on at Children's Hospital. And, of course, they've got a a great location, relatively new in the Fredericksburg area as well. But, you know, we raise money for the Children's Hospital every single year, and we just do it all year long. And we're so proud to have the Children's Hospital right in our backyard and this kind of care right here in our neighborhoods. available to all of our children, uh, which is just wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh, Dr. Peck, speaking of how great the Children's Hospital is, we uh, we are so excited. You guys have recently gotten a, yet another nod um, uh, just about how great you are. Tell everybody uh, the recent news for Children's Hospital. It's really great news. Yeah, so just this week, 
we found out that uh, uh, we uh, moved up to number six in the nation in pediatric orthopedic uh, surgery uh, services. Uh, they rank all the different uh, pediatric orthopedics uh, departments throughout the nation. And uh, this year, we moved up to number six, which we're very happy with, very excited about that. Obviously, we work hard to provide great care to the patients and families that we see. Uh, and this is a fantastic, uh, you know, evidence that uh, we're doing a great job and we're just excited to to be doing uh, good work for everybody who comes and sees us absolutely it is such it is such great news and and i love hearing that because you're right it's just another one of those moments of verification that just really shines a light on the fantastic fantastic care at children's hospital and you know i it's been a long time since i i have visited the hospital uh the location in dc the main hospital it's been a long time uh because of covid we we we, you know, we were under the restrictions. We couldn't do our our, our carathon um, last year at the hospital, and we certainly missed being there. But the times that I have gone, which has been a couple of times a year over the last eight years, and it, the amazing work that uh, the Children's Hospital does, it's just unbelievable being able to see what uh, you all can do with just, you know, technology coming out every day, things that we would never, never think could actually happen. Uh, you all are making it happen. And it's just amazing to watch the research and to see all of the the team care that happens uh, with Children's National. I love seeing that too. Now, I would imagine that 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 sort of team care trickles to uh, the orthopedic department as well. Absolutely. So we uh, we definitely take care of each patient as a team. When we do, uh, for instance, uh, these uh, complex hip preservation procedures, it's done in conjunction with uh, the therapist there at the hospital um, and the medical team to make sure that the post-operative uh, care is is really great for all of our patients um, and that they get back into the game as soon as they can. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a team approach. Everybody's taking uh, goal is to take care of your child and to make sure that they get back uh, to their lives as soon as possible. Now, we've been talking, we talked a lot about this in the first segment, too, about the uh, hip conditions and hip preservation and all of that research, too. But you also do uh, work with the spine as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so we have an excellent spine uh, deformity uh, uh, clinic uh, and team up at Children's National, not only myself, but doctors Ochin, Martin, and Kelly are also great uh, partners that I have up there, and we all take care of spine conditions um, that uh, manifest in kids, uh, which are obviously a little different than adult spine surgeons. So, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about some of those uh, some of those types of things, some of those conditions that you might see with children in spine, because I was thinking, uh, you know, it's got to be so different uh, from dealing with adults. Yeah, absolutely. So adults are often uh, degenerative conditions and uh, that uh, you see kind of manifesting uh, and pain, whereas children, you typically uh, see more things uh, like deformity. So one of the most common things that we will see is something called scoliosis, where you develop an abnormal curve in your spine. Uh, oftentimes with lower uh, levels of scoliosis, so smaller degrees of, of deformity, we're able to either observe or if the, as they get a little bit larger, potentially brace um those uh, those curves to prevent uh, them from getting worse. If they get to the point where they're increasing in magnitude uh, and it's just not uh, that the, the bracing is not working, then uh, we will t- talk about potentially surgical intervention to help uh, with that curve of the spine. 
Yeah, and there's so much that you guys can do that I think, you know, I, I, I just, I had no idea until I saw a lot of that up close and, and got to see some of the equipment. Uh, you know, you think about working on a on a young child, you're talking about working on a much smaller scale. So that equipment that you're using is just unbelievable how you can do that on such a small scale. Yeah, it is. It's, it's interesting. And we also uh, are... Uh, now incorporating into our spine practice this new procedure called tethering, which is a non-fusion approach to spine deformity care for scoliosis. And it's really great. It's kind of the one of those things that's been in the works for several years now, uh, over the last decade or so. And now uh, we're really uh, learning how to use it appropriately and use it for the right kinds of curves for the right patients to be successful. So we're very excited uh, that we've been able to add this to our repertoire of, of tools that we can offer uh, for patients uh, in their spine care um, with us. Dr. Peck is my guest on the Sunday show this week. He's with Children's National Hospital, pediatric orthopedic surgeon at Children's National Hospital. And of course, while we're talking, you can always go over to our website and donate to the Children's Hospital. Very easy to do at B1015.com. And the keyword is donate. So you just type in that keyword there in the keyword box. It'll take you right to the page where you can uh, donate right there. We're so excited that uh, last year we were still able to raise so much money during our carathon. Uh, over two days, raising over $130,000 still for the Children's Hospital. And over the last, uh, gosh, over the last seven years, we've raised uh, over $700,000 for the Children's Hospital. So it's just been a wonderful journey every year as we continue to raise money for this hospital. And we love it. And we love the team there. And they do such, such great work. If this is a uh, time of year when uh, you're thinking about your kids getting out and getting more active and, you know, you're thinking about... uh, uh, you know, maybe getting involved in sports, maybe a summer sport that's going to be going on. One of the things, Dr. Peck, I know a lot of parents are concerned about is with the heat, you know, if you're already sort of coming off of, you know, the the time of year where you were, you know, maybe not as active, the kids weren't as active, uh, with this summer heat, you're definitely concerned about heat exhaustion and and how that's going to affect the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the summer coming up here in Virginia and Maryland, we have uh, a lot of, of hot weather uh, about to approach us. And at the very same time that we want to get out and enjoy being free a little bit more. Um, so obviously there's things kind of on the milder end, such as sunburn and heat rash. Uh, with sunburn, you want to use uh, your sunscreen to dry to prevent that from being an issue. Heat rash, uh, if you see that developing uh, red clusters uh, that kind of look like small pimples on your skin, make sure you try to get and stay cool in a dry place and, and keep the rash dry. The more concerning ones are when you start to get to things like heat cramps. That's when you start to get heavy sweating and muscle pain or spasms. When you start to see that, uh, you want to stop what you're doing and move into a cool place, drink some water, try to hydrate, and wait for those cramps to resolve before you return to any physical activity. If uh, it progresses beyond that, you get to something called heat exhaustion. That's where you get not only that heavy sweating and the cramps, but you start to to get uh, maybe a little nauseated. Uh, You get some tiredness, some weakness, some dizziness. That's a a sign you really need to stop because you don't want it to get any worse than that. You need to move to a cool place, maybe loosen up those clothes a little bit, get some air, put some cool wet uh, uh, like a hand towel on, on your 
your body, um, sip some water. Um, don't don't ju- uh, chug water. You want to slowly rehydrate at this point. Uh, and then if it were to get even worse and you were to advance to something called heat stroke, um, that's a, an emergency. You need to call 911. Signs of that are high body temperature, uh, hot, red, dry damp skin, fast, strong pulse, headache, nausea. If you're vomiting, that's not a good sign, um, and confusion. So uh, these are things to be aware of. Prevention is the key. You don't want to get to these things. Uh, you want to be careful when you're out there in the heat of the summer. Um, be wise. Stay hydrated. Try to stay cool. Don't overdo it as you're enjoying the summer. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that you broke that down into the stages, um, Dr. Peck. I think that's a, a really wonderful way to sort of think about it and have definite awareness going in. Um, I remember when I was, you know, in high school playing basketball. I mean, I remember some of the kids would deal with, with that sort of that, that sliding scale of where, where are we on the, uh, on the scale of, you know, heat exhaustion or getting to heat exhaustion. And, it, and it, it can happen very quickly going from one thing to the next. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it can really catch you off guard at times. You, you go from a little bit of uh, heavy sweating and all of a sudden you're, you're uh, cold and clammy. Um, so awareness is the key. You know, you obviously, uh, if you're in sport, you want to push yourself and, and perform your, at your highest level. Um, but when you're out there in the heat, safety uh, also needs to be paramount. So coaches in particular need to be aware of this for their, their players um, to watch uh, as they're exercising, practicing, playing here in the summer. Dr. Peck is my guest on the Sunday show. And before I let you go here in just a minute, Dr. Peck, I wanted to ask, you know, a lot of parents are uh, really trying their best to uh, get back into a place of saying, okay, well, we can go back and get care at a hospital now. We can be in person now. We can go do these things now. You know, a a lot of restrictions are being lifted um, all around. What what kind of advice do you have to parents uh, who are maybe, you know, looking at uh, their child who's got something going on and they may be afraid? of what that process looks like to get checked out and things like that. It is very important that they get it checked out, but, you know, sometimes fear sort of takes over. And I think it's very helpful uh, when the medical professional can sort of, you know, give that that calming advice. What kind of advice do you give to parents? Yeah, absolutely. At this point, the hospital and all our clinics are fully open, and we, we want to make sure that we're taking good care of everybody. We always uh, are taking into account the current situation with regard to the pandemic and taking appropriate reca- precautions to make sure that everybody's safe who comes and sees us. Um, there, When you get to the hospital or clinic, there are going to be checks, and uh, right now we're still doing mask wearing for everybody who's in the clinic and in the hospital. Um, obviously, those types of things will uh, be changed over time as the new data uh, comes in for us to uh, interpret and for us to implement. Um, so what I can tell you is that you shouldn't feel um, that uh, it's, it's a frightening or uh, a dangerous experience to come into the hospital. We are making sure that we provide great care for both uh, the musculoskeletal uh, complaint the, or concern that you have, uh, as well as making sure that you're safe uh, from COVID while you're coming in to see us. So I would try to reassure parents that we are doing everything um, that's appropriate and to make sure that you're experiencing 
experience is safe and that we take good care of your your child's uh, concerns. And and I have to say, if if you have never been to Children's National, um, that's fantastic that you haven't needed the care. But if you've never been, uh, I would just like to add, as not only someone who has visited, um, you know, just to go through and to, to know every part of the hospital that I can to be able to raise money for them and be a spokesperson for them all year long, but also as a parent. We've had our children at Children's National, and it is, it is a wonderful place, and it is one of those places that they really do... Uh, uh, want to make sure that your child still feels like a child while they're while they're there and everything is being taken care of. You guys do such a wonderful job, uh, not only taking care of the children, but also taking care of the parents. So we appreciate Absolutely. that so much. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a full family experience. So you got to take care of the child, but also the whole family. So I, I fully second that uh, that you've talked about right there. Um, it's important to make sure that everybody, uh, their questions are answered and they're comfortable with what's going on. Um, and I think that you said it perfectly. Dr. Jeffrey Peck, my guest on the Sunday show this week. I know that it has been uh, quite an interesting year plus uh, for the uh, for the medical industry. And I just appreciate, Dr. Peck, everything that you all do at Children's Hospital. I can't say that enough. Absolutely. Uh, it, thank you for having me on today. It was a pleasure to talk to you and to all your listeners. Um, and we're excited uh, to, to be coming out of this and see you all soon. Absolutely. Don't forget, you can donate to the Children's Hospital at B1015.com. Just type in the keyword donate. Your emails are always welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program, email D, that's D-E-E, at B1015.com. Sunday Mornings with D is powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. The thoughts, comments, statements, and opinions of the host and guest are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting, B101.5, or Station Management. Thanks for listening to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. The journey to pregnancy is different for everyone. Whether your journey to motherhood is a breeze or requires advanced treatment options, Mary Washington Healthcare delivers personalized care for you and your baby with our obstetrics and gynecologic and maternal fetal medicine practices. Our partnership with Children's National Hospital and specialty certified staff in the region's only Level 3 NICU means we are equipped to care for even the smallest miracle. Learn more at mybaby.mwhc.com. Stafford Hospital is committed to providing the best cardiac care and life-saving procedures for you. Performed by talented, highly trained cardiologists. We've expanded our cardiac services with a new $2.5 million state-of-the-art cardiac catheterization lab. This investment is enhanced by the newly formed Mary Washington Cardiology Practice in affiliation with Oracle Heart and Vascular. Convenient, expert heart care right here in the heart of Stafford. Click the banner to learn more.